up, everyone? Happy Thanksgiving. This is episode 15. We are live. Kinda. Chris, how are you doing? Thanksgiving week. I know we've talked about this. You don't really celebrate it, but... You we celebrate it. Well, yeah, but you guys don't eat the normal Thanksgiving. It's a good, uh, it's a good time to be thankful. Yeah, thankful Extra with thankful. family. Yeah. yeah, good times. I mean, do you guys celebrate the whole weekend, or are you guys like a Thursday, Thursday ish? Yeah, Thursday. Yeah. It's not bad. I mean, when it's only two, three people. Oh, sister, not coming. No. Oh shit. Okay. No. So like, yeah. I mean, we'll hang out. Yeah, what else the time. Yeah. Maybe play a game or two. Yeah, we'll Maybe watch some football. Play a couple games. Take a nap. Do all the stuff. Have some good food. Yeah, there you well, go. Uh, what do you guys have? We're having ribs. Oh, Barbecue shit. Ribs. Nice. There it is. Yep. Are you so, making something for it? Or are you guys just doing like ribs and. Uh, I might help in the kitchen. Okay. A little bit. Not bad. Not bad. I'm playing football on Thursday morning, so. Yeah. That is the game plan. So I might be a late add to the kitchen duties, but you know. <laughs> It's yeah. fine. Okay. There you go. What are you guys having? Uh, well, we do a big turkey with at all your parents' the, house. No, with uh, at my dad's sister's. Okay. So there's 38 of us this year. Jeez. Going to that. That's a lot. We'll do. Uh, yeah. It's a big event, 38? and then uh, we'll go back to my parents' house. Do they have for a big it. house. It's a decent size, but it's kind of like the you kids. You almost have to have a big house. Well, it's kind of like the kids many. go upstairs, or the kids go downstairs. The parents and everybody upstairs, and like you just sit on the couch watch football. I mean. You just it's just we're all there. It's just a lot of okay. food. But then it's like we they go shopping Friday and then we do leftovers Friday night. We used to go to this place, Mexican place for margaritas. Fire, closed down. In Egan. <laughs> In Egan. Yeah. <laughs> what was right it next, called? Uh, that was, it was it was over by. Uh, it was right by uh, what's the field? Goat 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 hill. Goat hill. Yeah, it was right in that strip mall. Yeah. Yeah. I know closed. the one that. Uh, what is it called? I don't know. It I don't know why it down, closed, but yeah, uh, because they were doing bad stuff. Oh, was it? I think so. Yeah, they used to have these towers. Oh man, yeah, it's an fantastic. Issue. Um, anyways, let's get into it. Ready? Ready. All right, Minnesota minute. Vikings lose a heartbreaker to the Broncos Sunday or Monday Sunday night. They play Monday night against the Bears at home. Go for football loss. Not a close one to Ohio State. They play for the Axe this Saturday, Wisconsin. Timberwolves currently. 10 and 3, first in the north, I believe. The, or first in the west. west. Yes. Why did I say north? I'm thinking football. Uh, they, play the, first. they play the Sixers, Kings, and the Grizzlies coming up. Minnesota Wild struggling, 5, 8, and 4. They play the Avalanche. The Wild are actually on a five game losing streak. Isn't that crazy? Every single time you bring them up in the Minnesota minute, all they do is lose. Yeah. And the last two, that at least they've lost in overtime or a shootout, so they get a half a point or one point. Well, you know where they played last week. They played in... Wait, what do you mean where they played last week? They were in Canada, weren't they? No. Where did they play? Sweden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Because uh, the game was at 10 a.m. That is true. Your time. Uh, go for basketball. Playing tonight, Tuesday. Arkansas Pli- Pli- Pine Bluff. Pine Bluff. Mm-hmm. Then a tough game at San Francisco Sunday. They also... They lost to Missouri on a wood... I think they should have won. They were winning the entire game. Yeah. And they forgot how to play basketball at the end. Yeah, I saw, I saw a clip. Gave the, up a lot of baskets and literally did nothing on offense. But I, saw the, I also saw the last clip. It was like a freshman kid took a step back three-pointer. Like Brick, he didn't go to the hoop. Bricked it off yeah, the Yeah, like what are, who do we think we are? Go to the hoop. 
Yeah. That's a whole topic for debate. But, like, you're a freshman. That would be a terrible shot even in high school. Bro, a step-back three-pointer? I mean, and that's even hit the rim. He wanted it. <laughs> I can get, you want it, but I, I mean, I guess it was a I legacy shot. It. Yeah, shit. If he would have made it, though, everyone would be like, "Dude, this guy." Well, the problem is they were winning by so much throughout the game, and like, I don't know. It's always just a better idea to give it to your best player. Is he our best player? No. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't it? Uh, what's the kid's name? Dawson. Dawson Knox. No, mm-hmm. Dawson Garcia. Yes. Dawson Knox football again. Dawson football. Garcia. So there it is. So he probably should have got the ball, but. Hopefully you live and you learn, and that doesn't happen again. Yeah, hopefully you don't practice those and stop shooting those. But yeah. there it is. Is that all you got? That's all I got. Okay, cool. Let's transition to roundtable then. You start it? Yeah, sure. I'll go. Uh, we've talked about it a couple times. Similar uh, field of uh, topic. We're starting NCAA basketball. And Cincinnati... They're currently undefeated. I believe they're 4-0. Uh, it's almost after every single game in the post-game press conference, their coach talks about how I believe it's two guys that they have that haven't been declared eligible, but they have appeals into the NCAA. Mm-hmm. And they just uh, announced that one of the players is eligible now. So he can play. I think they play Tuesday. So Wait, what changed? Like what change? How does that so, happen? So they had an appeal, yeah. uh, because this guy has transferred twice. Okay, so you have to sit out a year. And so unless and the NCAA is supposedly cracking down on this topic, and uh, they say that hey, if you transfer twice, unless you have like a mental health reason or a legit reason why you're transferring, then you have to sit out twice. Well, this guy provided a reason. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I should be able to play, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they put it in, uh, and then the NCAA was like, we're, we're like not hearing it, not hearing it. And then the, uh, an administrator from Cincinnati contacted the NCAA and said, like, what's the deal here? They said they're not planning on hearing it till December. Mm-hmm right it's obviously not december but then they say this is where i don't really understand they say that they received new information that then expedited the process he was granted eligibility and now he can play in their next game but it's like the likelihood that they provided new information information that was not already given to them in some regard Mm -hmm. up to this point like in my opinion cincinnati probably gave every single piece of information at the very beginning that they had because Mm -hmm. obviously the more information you give if it's a valid reason why this guy should be playing then why would you not give everything that you possibly have at the beginning so that then Sibley has all the information and they can just say, yep, he's good to go. Or if it's not a, not a thing that they want to do, then they say, nope, mm-hmm. can't do it. But at least then you've given them all the information. So it's hard for me to believe that Cincinnati held, withheld information or they didn't give all the information they could at the beginning and then just randomly it pops up when it is like still becoming a bigger thing. Do you think it's something 
with the NCA, like there really are no rules or just behind it. They just kind of look at some of these things and they go, wow, that team's really good. Cincinnati could be really good. They're going to keep talking about this. Let's just grant it. I mean, it was like North Carolina, the wide receiver kid. It was yeah. like all of a sudden it just changed. Like, like I you know, said, it's so dumb. I agree in some point where it's like there's nothing that changed. It's not like, like you said, and to reiterate it, you're going to give all the information you have up front. Yeah. It's going to speed up the process or it's going to give them all the clues. Yeah. So there's no way after X amount of weeks that you're like, oh, wow, they said, we found they some more it, things. They did it in August. Yeah, it makes no sense. when they started this process. But I mean. It's now the end of November. At some point, it's going to get to a point where I think there's just going to be no rules. I'm serious. There's going to be no rules with transferring. There's going to be no, It's just too hard to regulate or it's. No. You have to put your foot down at some point and they keep putting their foot down, but then they're letting it up to let people play where it's like, okay, so now that he did this, someone transfers twice and has a mental health or has something else. Are they just good? Is this like a free now? See, I, see, I, I, th- I see it differently. I feel like they went from a lot of rules to no rules around the COVID years, and now they're, they've put in more rules again. So it's almost like they are putting down the rules, and it's going to come to a breaking point of like, all right, what do we do here with all the schools and the NCAA? Yeah. Because... NCAA is still trying to maintain power and control, but all the schools and so many of the athletes are like, well, this is dumb. Like this doesn't make any sense in terms of like athlete well-being and like giving uh, some level of like just increased comfortability or like control of their own career and athletic playing. Do you think since the NIL has now become a big time thing. The NCA has lost all control over that. Uh, I think it's a shit show. I mean, because here's the thing. Let's be. I mean, I'm not trying to like. Maybe this is. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Like, if you know you can go to a Power Five school and you will get more recognition, you will potentially get more NIL. You will do whatever. You're probably gonna make any reasoning to go to that. Yeah, if you're good enough to go there, then 100%. there's really no reason. Right, and so this guy was at a small school. I think Utah Valley. Obviously, going to Cincinnati now bigger school, bigger names. Like, I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with this guy. I'm just saying now it seems like some schools and people maybe are taking more advantage of it. Well, it, it should probably uh, expand the, the distance between like the big schools and the smaller schools because obviously if you're good enough to play at the bigger schools and make money there, mm-hmm. then you're going to make more than if you were at a smaller school, 100%. like that just is what it is. Right. But I was, te- I mean, I was telling somebody the other day, if the NCAA would have been forward thinking five to eight years ago, and they would have changed the rules, then they would have given more control to the athletes and the schools and the teams and the programs, and. Uh, said, hey, you get X amount percent of the revenue of whatnot uh, of the TV deals, like all that stuff. You get X amount. It's up to each school to divvy it up how they see fit or whatnot. Like if they would have just done this eight years ago or whatnot, when it started to become a conversation, Mm -hmm. then I think at this point the rules would have been clearly laid out yeah and so then it's like nope those are the rules those were agreed upon as it became a thing like there wouldn't be all of this well no 
that's it's a new thing so we don't really know what we're doing each school and each conference is doing it differently so and everybody based off of how the compliance offices see it mm-hmm. interpret the rules a little differently like it's so different wherever you go and however you look at it that because of that they've lost the control of being able to say no this is how it should be this is these are the actual rules there's just a lot of interpreting what it looks like at each spot yeah well i think it was a long time coming i mean last thing on that it was a long time coming with this nil i mean they've been talking about it for a while and i think they put it into place and i think it has been great because they had to right 100 percent, they had to and like i said like you said they didn't have a rule book that they were following they just kind of were like oh we're going to kind of go as it goes and it's coming yeah, back they should potentially have done it eight years ago. But um, my roundtable topic is I'm going to go NFL. Penalties in the NFL mm-hmm. where I'm specifically talking about the Vikings game. This guy has literally, what's his, I can't even think of his last name. I'm drawing a blank. He's on the Broncos. Kareem Suspended Jackson. again Kareem for five games after the game. Kareem Jackson. Yep, Kareem Jackson. Mm-hmm. Five games suspended again. This is the second time in like two weeks he's been suspended. Whatever. He's been suspended all the time. He's almost lost a million dollars in fines. Yeah, that's insane. So my question is, though, how do you go back and suspend a guy five games? And in the game, it's not even a penalty that's called. I don't understand It makes no sense to me. So my thing is, how do we not have something where it's like, hey, I don't know how you do it, but it's like, hey, that play was reviewed. It's almost like in college football where it's like, hey, targeting and you review it, and then it's either targeting or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, at some point, it's like, what are we doing? Like, these guys are getting hit, and then you look at plays like yesterday's game or Monday's game where this lineman, literally Patrick Mahomes is about to throw the ball, and he pushes him in the chest, and Mahomes jumps back 50 feet and just flails, and it's like that's roughing the passer. He had the ball in his hands. How's that? What are we doing here? What is the penalty? I think at some point, I will say this. I'll mark my words this episode. The NFL playoffs are going to be decided by a penalty, and people are going to be pissed. It was going to suck. Last year, there was a game decided by a penalty. It just doesn't make sense. It's like we tried the thing where it's like you challenge and then all these refs have big egos and all that. They don't want to be proven wrong. I get that. But something needs to be reviewed where it's like, dude, what are we doing? Like these games are too close to be decided by a penalty. That's my two cents. It's not even a round table. It's just frustration. Because like you don't call the penalty during the game, but then you suspend them for five games. Like what the heck? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, I mean he has had a tendency to do that lay into people this year it's like every single game almost i think this was probably his but, second game back from his last suspension yeah but I, but I think this is this one i don't know if the last one but this one for sure was either the first or the second one that wasn't called in the game like the other ones were called he was ejected in the game which is understandable right but if you don't call a penalty during the game that i don't it's also like that was it, my frustration yeah. it's also like the times that uh that players are fined for things they do in a game even though it's not a, like a Call. penalty or anything right that part that part doesn't it's like really it's, make so it's someone's either. job to review game tape oh they yeah they but what, who was the guy sure. it was some guy who was like he doesn't get a lot of his he's like a fullback and he got fined like his whole paycheck for one game and he literally just made a block and nothing called during the game yeah and it, i think I jj watt brought it up it was like he was fined like twenty thousand dollars yeah and it's like this wasn't even called right I just don't get it. It's like something needs to be reviewed or something needs yeah, to be if it, it, held if accountable it, for if something. If it's not called in the game, then it's you can't review be, it. It's going to be pretty tough, in my opinion, to yeah. suspend somebody and have good reason to do it. Right. It's almost like it was because his track record's bad. They were like, yep, people oh, are yeah. talking about yeah, it. This it's all over Twitter. We have to him. do it. So, 
All right. Uh, NCAA football for me, Jane Daniels. He's good. Heisman favorite now. Is he over Bo Nix? Yes. Yeah. I well, he runs so. for like 200 yards and passes for 200 yards a game. We talked about him a little bit last week. Mm-hmm. Um, and LSU has three losses. How do you feel about uh, somebody who has three losses – who plays for a team that has three losses, potentially winning the Heisman. Are you for it or are you against it? Um, I will say, I actually think, to be honest, I'm against it. I always think the Heisman should go to a player who's also on one of the best teams. Like I think looking at it, if you were in between two guys and one team has one loss and makes it to the playoffs mm-hmm. you have to give it to that guy he that was his job to win the game he's the best player i get your stats are great okay you've lost three times so it also becomes one of those things like we talked about there was times with michael Penix jr they were winning by 30 40 points so he didn't even have to throw for a touchdown right so it's hard it's like so your team is losing that's why i think that losing winning matters so much i know it's a individual award but it's like well if your team is losing all the time you're gonna have to throw for more yards you're gonna have to throw for more because it's like it's garbage time yeah so I, I think it should come down to wins and losses. I mean, if it's between... I mean, um, Bo Nix did also have six touchdown passes in the first half last week. Yeah, so they're both the same, it looks like. Close. Yeah. I mean, I, I just They've think, both been dominating, but yeah. it's almost... It's turning into a two-horse race here. 100% two-horse race. And I think Bo Nix deserves all the credit he... I mean, they lost one game, which was a shootout to Washington, who's now in the Final Four. Yeah. Or whatever number fourth ranked i just i just think you can't have three losses like if they only have one loss sure 100 percent. even two even two is a better story because you can keep winning but like mm-hmm. you have three losses like you're not even in contention for the final four yeah no you're out. so i think bo nicks should take it i think I he's been playing unbelievable mm-hmm. that offense is what very if they fun lose to watch. again though yeah, but he still only has two losses yeah, compared true. to lsu three that's true right so if my mind but it but it takes in if that's the case then it would go a little bit more into stats Hundred percent, hundred percent agree. I think yeah, one to three is going to be a pretty tough mountain to climb. Yeah. All so right. you got NF, uh, NBA. Well, I wanted to get your thoughts on Draymond Green, but I just talked about. I mean, we talked about suspensions earlier in the NFL, or I did. Draymond Green. I mean, you're all about suspensions. Well, I just don't get how the guy is like. Okay, so we're just five games. He put him in a headlock. Like, what are we doing? At, and I said this before. At least, at least it was something. At least hundred percent. I said this before. So he puts him in a headlock, which was completely unnecessary. I don't even get the point of it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Rudy Gobert was doing anything. And then the second part is, it's like one of those things where it's just like, at some point, these suspensions are something I think need to be like more effective. It's the same thing if we're talking suspensions with Michigan, who accepted their three-game suspension, which now you think if they accepted it. They were fine with it. There was more details to come, and they didn't want to be suspended for the playoffs. Yeah, they, he just wanted... For just sure. It's like, oh, I'll take playoffs. my three games. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Great. So this suspension, it's just like, I don't get it. He's been suspended five times in his career. He's been fined. He has the most technicals, for sure, by an active player. Draymond? Yes. For sure. I, I think the only reason for that is because Luka hasn't played long enough. That's what I'm saying. He might catch up. But active right yeah. now, he for sure. I'm saying Luca's the same. Not as same. I don't think Luca would ever put someone in a headlock. No. But the point, I'm just like curious. I'm like, at some point, does it just become a distraction to the team? Like, Draymond, you're not even on the floor. Well, they're like, not. I mean, they're just not that good. I know. They which I think is a little bit of the frustration. They need all their guys. And still, I just don't think they have it all the way. This I year. just don't get I just don't get the headlock part. Like, what are you doing? 
Like, see ya. And you he, then he was surprised when he got ejected. Yeah, you can spin it however you want. Same thing with Steve Kerr's comments after the game. It's like, well, I didn't see it, but ever, but the guys on the bench told me that Rudy had Clay touching him around his neck, so that's why Draymond jumped in. And it's like, From I mean, you, I can, saw, was, you can spin it as yeah. much as you want, as like, oh, you're trying to defend your guy, but like at, at the end of the day, you know what yeah. he's doing, so. I mean, it goes back to track record. Yeah. It's the same thing. It's not like, dude, no offense, but. Come and on. in this case, it was called in the game, so. Right, 100%. So, yeah. Good for them, yeah, as Suspended. it should have been. Yep. So. That's okay, love it. freaking NBA. We love it. All right, we're moving on to the, the beer. We're doing something different. We are doing something different. As you can see, we have five beers laid out. Yep. Uh, so we'll, we've talked about it a few times in the past. We're going to test our beer knowledge here. Um, we are. So there are five beers laid out. You can see them if you're watching. Uh, you can see them, yes. If you're watching the video. If you're not and want to, then... YouTube. Pop, pop over to our YouTube channel, Sippin' Sports. Yep. Uh, you can see this part. Um, I don't even know what time it is. It would be probably about, hmm, what do you think? Well, just go Around to the, 15 minutes. Go to the little ticker thing at the bottom. And click it. You can just click it. Oh, perfect. Just like you can on Spotify. Yeah, it's nice. All right, love it. Uh, all right, so we have five different kinds of light beer. We have, uh, I'm going to try and go in order. We have. Order what? In order of alphabetical. Okay, I was gonna say, don't give me the order. That's the point of the game. No, I, I don't. I'm gonna have to look because I kind of forgot the order. Okay, that's fair. Uh, we have Bud Light, we have Bush Light, we have Coors Light, we have uh, Michelob Light or Mickolden Light. Mickolden Light, and we have Miller Light. Mm -hmm. So we have five different kinds of light beer. Uh, the funny thing is we have one person who doesn't think he's going to be able to get really any of them except for Miller Lite, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm confident in one. If I get three, great day. My over-under is two and a half. And Naram's over-under is literally four and a half, five. I'm pretty confident. He's very confident. I Yeah. I'm, I like it. I think I'll be able to tell all of them. Yeah. Um, That's good. So... We'll say, yeah, we'll just put the, I mean, if you, if I get four, then I'll get five. So it's either three and a half or five, basically. Yep. Unless you guess the same one twice, which you shouldn't do. I'm not going to yep. do that. So yeah. There you go. All right. So I, I know which uh, spots I... they are. Um, kind of. I'm going to have to look, <laughs> but Dave is, uh, I'll go first, testing them first. So obviously, like Naram said, these straws are out. We're taking a little sip, maybe two, whatever you want to do. Yeah. Then you pick the beer. We'll write it down, I think, somewhere. Yep. Uh, and then we'll go from there. And then what's going to happen, Naram's going to run over to the sink. Dave's going to entertain you Wash, this. Wash a little, wash one or two of the straws, I think. Two of the straws. And then I'm yeah. going to mix them back around. Because unfortunately, I only have eight straws. Yeah. I had to I had to get the uh, the reusable ones because I care about the environment. Good guy. So there it is. Then Naren will go after that. Yes. All right. So we're gonna start with this light pink. Uh, uh, I get the ASM a. What is it called? AMSR. No. ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> what does it stand for? Oh, can I move? 
They were starting with the the light pink striped one. You can take another sip if you want. No, I know. I'm thinking. Thinking. Let my palate work. Okay. Yeah, take a, take another sip of root. Fuck. Oh, ooh. <laughs> I almost just dropped a hard one. Uh, I don't think it's... I'm going to... Okay. Do you want me to write this? Do you want me to say it? Say it, yeah. I'm going to go with Bush Light. This one. Do you want right. me to hold it? Or... Yeah, hold that. Why? Okay. Write it down. So bush light, light pink. Uh, what is that? Stripes? Would you yep. say stripes? I'm just. We're just gonna go. I'll go in a circle. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going blue stripe in the middle of the back row. What the fuck are these for me? <laughs> um, you can say that louder so that people can laugh. Mm. You. It's like foaming. Remember when you opened it, it like foamed back up yeah. the straw. Yeah. Um, it's not Bud Light. What were the McCollins? So the options are Bud Light, Bush Light, Coors Light, McGolden, and Miller Light. I think that's uh, Coors. Okay. So number two, teal. Would you say that's a teal? I would say that's a teal. Turquoise. Turquoise. Nice. Good call. What's this, this? Pink? Pink. Straight pink. You know? Uh, yeah, take another sip. Or two. I haven't had a Bud Light in a while. I think that's Bud Light. Okay. So that's Bud Light. Now I'm going to that pink. Or whatever that color is. You can go to either one. Pink. Yeah, go to the light pink. Hmm. Which ones haven't I used yet? So I've done the bush, the coors, the bud. Yes, that's what those are the three that you've guessed so far. Or if you want to Bud, Coors, Bush. So I have McGolden. And Miller Light left. Okay. Or you can, can I do the last one and then? Yeah, if you want. Okay. I mean, you can move them around until I tell you which ones they are. McGolden. Okay. So uh, I think uh, Miller. Okay. And then McGolden. All right. <clears throat> Damn, I don't know, dude. That's freaking... Uh, wait, you said... Miller. Okay. I said Miller and then... Mc... Yeah, this one's McGolden. Okay. I almost will die on that hill. I mean, look at that foam coming up. Look at that foam! Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why we got to wash them. So what do I do? All right, so you went Bush Light, Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light, McGolden. Ah, man. You know? Yeah, I did. Do you want to stay? I'm going to stay. Why is this foaming still? I don't know. Do you want to look? No. Oh, sorry. I look? Yeah. Okay. So how do I look? Uh, Actually, let's do this. Hold this for a sec. Okay. Oh God! Did I already get one wrong? Maybe. What? This thing is literally the straw. It's coming out the straw. All right. Okay. So we're gonna take these out. Okay. Put them on here. Okay. Well, you only need two, right? Or do you want to just wash all of them? 
Well, we're going to take them out. Okay. Oh, I think I see a blue can. I think I was right on one. All right, so number one, bush light. Got it? Correct. One for one. Yep. Number two. Two, Coors Light. Two. Coors Light. Yeah. Three. Bud. Bud Light. Okay. Three for three. Four. Mick Olden. <laughs> no chance. This yeah. is Miller Light. The last one. The last one was Miller? Yeah. Okay, so I, the only one I was confident one was Miller, and I got that wrong. Correct. Three. Hey, take the over. That was, well, it's funny because... Literally the one that you said you were going to get, that you were yeah. confident that you were going to get, was Miller Lite. That and that's one taste of like the Miller two Lite. that. You so this got was Mickle, Mickle, This is McGolden, yeah. So there you go. All right, well, decent. I'll take the, I'll take it. Uh, All right, I'm doing a little switcheroo. You know what? I'll say this. People might like it. People might not. Miller Lite really isn't that bad. I used to think Miller Lite was really bad. I don't think Miller Lite's that bad anymore. Shout out Pat Stry, Miller Lite guy. All right. You oh, all right. You're gonna have to close your eyes because the water kind of pushed. No, like, the water pushed it so the straw. Slipping. But I'm saying like when All you right. sip them. Yeah, I'll close my eyes. Alright, they're in. Yeah, don't look because you can actually see it now. Decent. Okay. I'll round them down. Where's the pen? Get the pen. Okay. Alright. So David went three for five. Damn. Miller Light. Alright. Okay. Um uh, so. Number one, Bud Light. Is this number one still? This straw? Yeah, go in circle. Let me, oh, yeah. Wait, what? What do you mean? I just wanted one more taste. Okay. Yeah, Bud Light. Yeah. Number two. <laughs> Miller Lite. Number two? Yeah. Okay. Is this number three? Uh, right there is number three. Yep. That I have my hand on. <laughs> it's a big ASMR or whatever. Number three? Hmm. That's Bush. Bush? Mm hmm It's also, I feel like drinking out of a straw is also different. A little harder. Yeah. Well, and also, so go down. Nope. Put your hand right there. Okay. So that's number four. The hard part also, too, is you don't ever get to clean your palate. Yeah. So you could be going off of an old palate. Number four. Uh, what are the... So you have, you did Bud, Miller, Bush, so you have Coors and McGolden. That's McGolden. 
Okay. How close am I? Oh, shit, right there. Yeah, sorry. I was writing this down. Last one. So technically it would be Coors. But tell me what you think. Uh-oh. Doesn't love the Coors. So this is three now. Yeah. Okay. Is this one? Uh, you're on one right now. Oh god! Now your palate's all whacked. It's whacked. No, that's bud. That. Man, I'm having a tough time between. Oh, that's five. This five, yeah. Have a tough time between Coors and Bush. What? Literally, you drink Bush the most. I know, and Coors is the second most, but they taste the same. The most. Some would say. More All right, water. one more. Uh, you're on five. five. Yeah. I'm saying uh, that one's Coors. Coors. I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. All right, I'll go look at them. Okay, hold this. Okay. That's so great about number five. Number one. Yep. You said Bud Light. Mm -hmm. It is Bush Light. Dang it. Oh for one. That's not good. Number two. No, it's really not. This is not good. <laughs> number two. You said Miller Light. That is McGolden. Yeah. That's really bad. Number babe. three. You said Bush Light. Obviously not. It is Coors Light. All right. So you are going to be over five, man. Over five. Number four, you said McGolden. That is Bud Light. And oh, number no. five, you said Coors Light. That is Miller Light. Oh, you literally no. went over five in your own game. Damn. That's, uh, <laughs> that's really bad. That was the worst you could do, possibly. Dang, I was really confident in the first couple. What did you say? Bud? I said Bud Miller Bush. Mm. Sorry to hear that, man. Dang it. Yeah, sorry. All right. Well, well, I think after I think after after you went back, you just started messing with your head. You were like, I don't know if you. Could I know, so it. I had to stay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you had to. Because if you switch one, you'd have to switch two. Right. So. Ugh, that's uh, just really disappointing. So if you took the. Under, I'm really under disappointed under in myself. <laughs> we'll have to run this back <laughs> to be honest year at you. the same time. I'm wow. I'm Maybe we'll do this every single year at the same time. The Thanksgiving episode. And we'll just do it, and we'll see how much better we've gotten slash worse we've gotten. Yeah, man, that's really not good. No, because you were you were over. Dang, I didn't even get one. I didn't even get Bush Light. <laughs> one I drink the most. That's what I was saying. I was like, dude, this guy is a Bush magnet. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, well there, there you, is. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I guess that's what they call a review. So three for five for you, Dave, and zero. Wait, zero what did we? So you, you oh, I didn't write down what they actually were though. So I was well, just wondering if we had the similar taste with you the one got, we got wrong. You got these two incorrect. So you got these two flipped. Yeah. First three right, and mine were Bush. Bush, McOlden, Coors, Bud, 
Miller Lite. I wonder how many people do you think would be able to do that? Coors, and then what was the fourth one? Oh, Bud Light. Bud. And then Miller. And then Miller. Uh, yeah, see, mine, I mean. You were so confident in that first I one. don't really know about the Miller. That was just not good because I would have guessed Mick Olden and Miller Lite. Like, to me, those two are similar. To me, Bush Light and Coors Light are similar. Yeah. So, but I my guesses were completely off. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's hard though because a you, you like you said the straw might yeah, play we, a factor. We should add a glass of water. Yeah, glass of water to clean the Cleanse palate. Cleanse the palate. Or I think what we should do next time is we should just yeah. What we could do next time is we could just do glasses. Yeah, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We might do this once a year. We'll see how we're doing. Yep. But there you go. That's so what we're is. doing for the beer today. And there it is. All right, we're moving on to basketball day today. Basketball? It's feast week. Yeah, basketball is my favorite sport. Uh, let's start with the NBA. Yeah, we are. Uh, this is live. So we, we've talked about this off air. There was a game, Atlanta Hawks, Indiana Pacers. Highest over under was 252. And a half. And a half. As we currently speak at the end of the third quarter, it is literally at 233. <laughs> yeah. That could reach 300 points. It probably should. Dude, 300? Because it's a close game, too. That's what I'm saying. It's just the start of the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I mean, that's some a lot of Some teams don't even. It's 114 to 119. And some teams don't score that in a whole game. A lot of. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. Wow. But NBA. There you go. That's crazy. So, uh,. A little update. Don't look too closely. Okay. Uh, currently, as of recording, there's three teams that are undefeated at home. Undefeated and, at home? Yes. Okay. And one team that is winless at home. I'm going to say... Oh, are you Can you name me? them? Yeah. Um, the Timberwolves are... Win, un, undefeated at home? Yep. I'm going to say the Celtics. Undefeated at home? Yep. And I'm going to say the Sixers. Nope. Uh, the um, Nuggets? No. Yep. Oh, are they? Yep. Really? They're, I thought they were struggling. So Those are the three. Uh, well, I mean, they're third in the West, so they're right. not struggling too hard. But... No, I know. I just thought they were the loser. Yeah. And then who's the only team in the whole NBA that is winless at home? They have not won one game at home yet. Pistons. They've, they've played six games at home. Pistons. Incorrect. Uh, is it a team that's at towards the bottom? I mean, yeah. Uh, you I have guess. to be towards the bottom if you haven't won a game Jazz. at home. Nope. Damn. West or East? West. It was a little bit surprising. Really? Mm-hmm. The Lakers. Nope. The Warriors. Nope. Kings. Am I getting hot or cold? Cold opposite coast. Cold opposite coast. I have no idea. The Grizzlies. Oh, they've been ass, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yep. mean, they've been out to a I mean, here, very slow start. Here's the deal. You got to win your games at home to be a good team. And that's what the Wolves are doing. That's what the Nuggets are doing. That's what the Celtics are winning. That's why it's literally 1-2 in the West and number one in the East. So I have a question for you. I just mm -hmm. saw this. There's been one team in the whole NBA that has not won on the road yet. Who is it? Has not won on the road? Yep. 
I'll give you a hint. At home, they're six and one. On the road, they're zero and five. Oh, interesting. Yep. Um, six and one, zero and five means the record six and six. Nice. I'm gonna guess the Rockets. Bang, Chris Nairn. <laughs> there you go. Well done, sir. That means I look too much at the standings. Yeah, well done. Yeah, he's like analyzing his head. He's like, there's two teams, six and six. Well, you want to know why I remember that is because I was looking at, through the standings earlier. And because we talked about the Rockets literally yeah. two episodes ago. Right. When we were giving an update and we were like, they're the number three seed in the West. Yeah. Right. So far they have. Four. Well, they've lost three in a row, and they're six and six. They were six and three. Now they're six and six. So it's kind of crazy. They literally played one, two, three, four, five, seven straight home games, and on that homestand they went six and one. They're on the against road. decent teams. On the road too. they're zero and three. Yeah. So the I w- the scheduling is so interesting for the NBA because there are a lot of games. Like you're gonna get these weird stretches of games mm-hmm. where it's like, I mean, the Rockets, they play six games in a row at home. The Wolves, they're on a big long road trip and they play four games in a row. They're gone for like a week and a day or something like that. Something like yeah. And so and then like the Wolves, they play the Warriors in back to back games on a Sunday and a Tuesday. Home and away. Or home. No. Away, away. At Golden State, both games. Okay, yeah. And so it's just like through the regular season, it's inevitable that there's going to be weird things where it's just a gigantic road trip or a gigantic homestand or you play the same team in two games back to back. Like to me, those things don't really make any sense. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, like because they play so many games, then it's bound to happen for some teams. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of interesting to see how the NBA schedule, like the NFL scheduling is so planned out and methodical. Right. Whereas the NBA schedule, it's just like there, there's all of these fine nuances that like bring these weird situations. I would assume. And that's probably why the tempers flared in Golden State because it was literally the second game. They play each other. In two days. Yeah. So, yeah. And do because I know they usually, well, they sometimes what they do is like if you go over to LA, like they, you'll play like the Clippers. Yeah, it's kind of like. You do like a little away stand, but you won't pods. play the same team. Yeah. But I think it's, I do think it's crazy. I mean, it's hard with the NBA though because it's once a week. So it's like, okay. It's very rare, I think, even in the NFL. To get, the NFL, oh, the once NFL. A week. I mean, once a week. The NFL, it's hard where it's like you don't even really get back-to-back home games. No, like you might, but then you might do an away game by away game or something mm-hmm. like that, or whatever. But yeah, I think the NBA scheduling is just so odd to me. But you have to play eighty-two games. Yeah, it makes sense to have a couple. 41, 41, I would assume. Yep. Okay. It makes sense to have a couple away games and a couple home games, just like. Oh, you're traveling to the West Coast. You're right. going to play the Lakers and then the Clippers and then the Warriors and then you come back home. Yeah. Or you play the Suns and then the Lakers and the Clippers and then you come back home. Mm-hmm. But like playing the same team twice on the road both times, like that that, no that doesn't make any sense to me. Or it's like a 6-game road trip and you're gone for oh, oh like 11 days in a row. Mm-hmm. Like that's crazy to me. Yeah, they seem to do that quite a bit. I mean, you look down here, they yes. do it again in February. They go at Chicago, at Milwaukee, all the way to L.A., and then Portland, Portland. Yeah, so it's literally, all right, so their first game of that road trip is 
February 6th. Their last game is the 15th. That's nine days from a Tuesday to the next Thursday on the road. And they play Portland back-to-back again. Well, it's even crazier as you look right here. It's literally uh, Wednesday to a Monday. So in Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, six days, you're playing four away games. That's a Mm -hmm. lot, too. Yeah. The Wolves schedule is kind of messed up. I mean, they have to do it somehow, and maybe this is a question for someone else. They have to do it where it's like, hey, you play a certain... Every team plays a certain amount of back-to-backs. Like, they have to do that, Mm, right? I don't think so. Because, I mean, I started looking at the schedule, like, we go at Detroit and then home against Memphis on a Mm back-to-back? That's weird. Like, that's wild to me. Yeah, the scheduling is very interesting. I mean, it's planned out where you play everybody in your division. I think it's... Four times? It's either four or six. And then you play everybody in your conference. So let's see here. 16. That'd be probably... uh, Well, we do play the Warriors once. Probably two or three times for everybody in your conference outside of your division. And then everybody in the other conference one time home, one time away. Got it. Interesting. So that'd be so, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of games. It is. It's thirty-two. Tough, yeah. So we're kind of getting ramped up. NBA. Surprise. Any surprise teams you think, or any teams that are not surprising? Um. Uh, I would say. I think we knew Memphis was going to struggle, right? They were going to struggle. Yeah. I, I think they've struggled more than we people might have thought. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of funny because if you look at the standings, honestly, a lot of it makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, like you look at the West, you got the Spurs at the bottom. Yep. That makes sense. They're very young. Also a 90 losing streak. You got the Trailblazers second to the bottom. They're also very young and they don't have a ton of talent. Mm-hmm. You got the Grizzlies without John Morant. You got the Jazz, who are also not that good. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could consider the Rockets a surprise, but they're in ninth right. out of 15. So it's not like they're just they're like setting the world on above, fire. Or a game above, let's say, the Clippers, who are not in it. Uh, technically 11th. Exactly. So yeah. And then, I mean, you look at the other teams, like, kind of... Honestly, where everybody thought that. I mean, they if you flip the, if you be. flip the Rockets and the Clippers, that's well, and the Grizzlies, and who was it? Who didn't make the playoffs? I mean, that's pretty much the playoff set right there. Yeah, I mean, I think the Wolves are probably exceeding expectations to where people thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the other team, I mean, maybe the Thunder a little bit. You yeah. know, like they're young, and so you expect them. Maybe not to be towards the top, but like in the middle to top, mm-hmm. middle to upper. Yeah. But like everybody else, I mean, the Suns have gone through injuries, so that's why they're in the middle. Right. But like it makes sense where everybody is, other than maybe the Wolves and the Thunder. Yeah, and I think I think there will be some growing pain. I mean, injuries you can't predict them, obviously, and like it's great to start out hot. But I just think it's crazy. Like with the Suns, it's like, I mean, Booker's out for what two to three weeks. Or Beal, I mean, is out two or three weeks with his back. So Beal's out probably another two weeks or so. Yeah, so two weeks. So it's like but they he played, what, one game? He hasn't played. That's what I'm saying. They played one game altogether against the Wolves? No, they didn't play. Beal didn't even play? No. Oh, so they haven't even played altogether yet. Correct. That's what I'm saying. It's like... He was going to, but then he was a late scratch. Okay. 
But I'm just saying, yeah, it is kind of interesting. And then it's kind of like, I think this might be very obvious, but it's like one of those crazy things where it's like, when you look at the teams that are towards the top or even in the middle, like they don't lose a lot of games in a row. Like they figure it out. Like you look at these bottom teams, like this might be dumb to say, but like a lot of these teams have losing streaks of more than five to six games. At the very bottom. I don't think you'll ever see the Nuggets do that. Or even the Timberwolves. I mean, if you, you just don't lose five to six straight games as a great team or a team that's potentially going to make the playoffs. No, I mean, that's why they're at the bottom. Right. It's just crazy. Man. I mean, so then in the same conversation as you go to the East, it's like, all right, so the Pistons, they've been bad for forever. Not yeah. a surprise that they're at the bottom. I mean, they're 0-10 in their last 10 games. The Wiz- That's because they're on a 12-game losing streak. That's crazy. The Wizards, they're awful, and Jordan Poole might be the most overrated player in the whole league. I will stand on that. He sucks, and he thinks that he's really good, and he wants star treatment, but he cannot he cannot lead a team and be the main guy, mm-hmm. and I am so confident about that because he just doesn't have it all going on in the head. Well, he doesn't have the mentality. I mean, I saw videos of he, him. Literally, they were close he to He wants to be the guy. Yeah, but that's fine. And everything that comes with it. But he doesn't have it going on. He and, like, loves the, the stardom, but he doesn't want to put, like, he's not a star. No. He's not a star. And the problem with him is... Wait, say that again, because that was perfectly put. He wants, he loves the stardom, but he's not a star. Yeah. So, so he's, he's just dumb. Bang. Like, close that. That, that was, could be on a freaking t-shirt. That was electric. I mean, that was pretty good. But what I'm saying is, like, you watch him, too, and there's <laughs> clips all the time of him. It's like, and then I remember, I, I can't take credit for all this, but I remember somebody tweeted it and was that like. That was great. It's hard. It's hard. It's easy to not pay attention when you know you're the fourth or fifth option on a team, which he was in mm-hmm. Golden State. But when you're the main guy, quote, unquote, and you're not paying attention to the play, and then you have to go over to the coach after and be like, oh, shit, what's the play? All eyes, all eyes are on you, too. Right. So it's like the cameras are catching that. You don't mm-hmm. make the shot because you pull up from... You play street ball, basically. I mean, he's out there just hucking up shots, which he could do for the Warriors because when he went out there against second-team guys, right. sure, he was great, and he's a great second-team guy. Right. I don't know how a team decided to give him that much money. Because they saw the flashes. And like when you're not one of the main guys and you're playing against the second crew... You look like, great. It's going to be easier to score. Right. And you have a little bit more freedom because, in theory, the other main guys aren't going to be on the floor as often right. with you. 100%. And so it's a little bit easier to show. I just think it is. I just think it is crazy skills. where it's like. Yeah. Somebody literally I'm thought, a big literally somebody on thought Jordan he Poole. was the guy. Yeah. When I has he ever shown he could be the guy? I don't like him. I so. think he's way, way overrated. You know, he's in Washington. All right. But then, okay. So you can keep going up. Charlotte Hornets terrible <laughs> chicago bulls awful toronto raptors very mediocre they i feel like they've been in this constant just cycle of mediocrity should we trade our players should we try and get somebody better yeah after Kawhi, it's just been this constant cycle and they don't really know what to do so they haven't done anything and it's just like they got rid of Fred van fleet right He's yeah rockets yeah but we're like we're just gonna be very Okay. Yeah. Who's their new coach? Uh, it's a young guy. Oh. Like, a new guy. Completely new guy. Uh, but then, like, I mean, you look at the teams in the playoffs or, like, in the top 10 out of the 15, like, 
None are too surprising. I think the Orlando Magic are exceeding expectations, and I think the Pacers are exceeding expectations. But other than that, like the Cavaliers have had injuries throughout the season so far, so that's probably why they're a little bit further down. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, you have the three teams that you expect to be at the top, the Celtics, the Sixers, and the Bucks. Mm-hmm. And, oh, right there. I guess technically you could consider the 76ers a little bit exceeding expectations. I mean, they spent some time at the top of the Eastern Conference. Yeah. But, I mean, nobody really knew what to expect with Harden's whole situation. Mm-hmm. So I think it's impressive that they got to the top and they've sustained being up there after they traded him i think that that's very impressive and to be quite honest as i was watching some of their games in the very early season uh like some of their first couple games i thought to myself wow there is no way that this team is going to be able to be good enough to compete against the really good teams yeah because it just didn't seem like their offensive flow was going to be able to like hold up against the better teams like i mean if you're playing the wizards or the bulls like even a mediocre offense will look great Mm -hmm. but if you're playing a team like i mean the heat the knicks the cavaliers i feel like those teams are good enough defensively where if you're if you don't do a number of things right on offense like you're not going to do very well yeah, and I think the Sixers, so, I mean, obviously Tyrese Maxey has stepped up, too. And totally. That yeah, makes a huge difference. And Embiid's playing very well, too. So, I mean, it's like they have their guys. It's just this kind mm-hmm. of, yeah, can they continue to compete? And I think they're, they're, they look good so far, I guess, and we'll see what happens. I don't really think that there's going to be that. I mean, teams will shuffle around a little bit. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just, like, the overall picture, I could completely see it being like this at the end of the season. So you have the Celtics at the top, seventy Celtics, 76ers, Bucks at the top. The middle section is like the Heat, the Knicks, the Cavaliers, the Magic, and the Pacers. Like those five will kind of mix around in the middle. Mm-hmm. The Hawks will probably underperform like they usually do. And the Nets are just like they don't have as much talent, but they try hard. Like they play really hard. And so like they can kind of figure it out. And so like it would not surprise me at all if those groups of teams shuffled around a little bit throughout the year, but at the end of the year, they kind of ended up exactly around where they are right now. Yeah, I could agree to that. I think there is a lot. I mean, but that's been the case in the East. Yeah, one is one of those things where it's like come playoff time in just a five game series or a seven game series, like the better teams just like the Celtics will never lose a seven game series in the first round. They just won't. They might lose a game, but they won't, I don't think, lose a seven-game series. They're they, too good. I mean, the Sixers are the same way. I think they just play their best ball at the end of the year. But They have enough offensive firepower. Right now, yeah, Porzingis. They, avoid that. Yeah. That's all I got, NBA. I yeah. feel good about that. My other thing was talking about in-season tournament. We can talk about that next time. Yeah. I think We still got a couple. We got, I mean, I think the we courts got a couple, are kind of cool. We got a couple games left in it, so I feel like the the next time we talk basketball, it'll still be happening. It'll be coming up to the time, yeah. So yep. we can talk about that next time. Oh yeah, uh, NCAA basketball. Yeah, well, I think this College week, basketball. like you said, is a big one. I mean, a lot of these teams are playing 
What is it called? Feast Week? Uh, is that this week? Is I, that what it's called? It's the tournament. Basically, the tournaments that they go in Maui and... I feel like Feast Week is last week. Yeah, but anyway, so it's those tournaments. I mean, you're getting some good games a lot now. of A lot of uh, holiday tournaments. Holi- yes. Yeah, so it's a lot of good games, which is finally you're starting to see some teams. I mean, what was it last week? Two weeks ago was what? Like the Michigan State... Duke. So you had the Champions Classic last week, yeah. which is the same four teams every year. It's Kansas, Duke, Kentucky, and Michigan, Michigan State. State. Yep. So every year those four teams play, um, and they mix up who they play, but it's always those four teams. Mm-hmm. And in a normal year, most of those teams, if not all, are ranked at the beginning of the year. So it's a good way to see those teams in a big-time matchup. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that happened, I mean, as you get into these tournaments, we were talking a little bit before, but like you look at the Maui Invitational this year, like that's quite possibly the best that the Maui Invitational has been all like ever. Right. You have, I mean, you have the number one team in Kansas, you have the number two team in Purdue, you have the number four team in Marquette seven in Tennessee like those are the four teams in the semifinals right. and all four of those teams have a realistic shot at being in the final four easily you can make a case for all of them exactly so yeah I think it's good matchups I think it's what people want to see mm-hmm. I mean easily like you like you already said you have the champions classic I think it's called yeah and so you have those four teams and now you have Kansas playing Marquette live tonight on Tuesday the one team versus the four team. So it's like, this is a good test for both of them. Because yeah. you kind of see and preview like, hey, this is what it's going to take to make it to the Final Four or beyond. Yeah, that's the, I mean, that's the best part about the beginning of the year in college basketball, especially like, I think playing in those big time tournaments makes a huge difference towards the end of the year. Like, it's not going to make that big of a difference for like a Purdue or a Kansas. Like if you play in the big 10 or the big 12 or the sec, like you have enough games built into your schedule, just in your conference mm-hmm. where you can build your resume. Um, and, but for the teams that are maybe not quite as good or they don't, fulfill the expectations as the conference season goes on it gives them opportunities to grab a win at the beginning of the year Mm -hmm. even if they struggle as their conference schedule starts they still have that one win on their resume at the beginning of the year that will help bolster their case to make the tournament even if they didn't play maybe as well as the year kind of went on well it's always like that once they come down to like we start getting to march madness time it's always like they take the teams and they're like key wins key losses and this can obviously turn into a huge key win right if you beat one of these good teams obviously like you said a lot of these matchups both teams are Probably, I mean, it's safe to say they're probably going to make yeah, the I mean, tournament. The so Maui Invitational is not a very good representation, but like, there's plenty of other tournaments where it's like team that's ranked 30th mm-hmm. versus team that's ranked 48th. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all based off of where they're ranked, um, and like they they categorize it in quadrants, so it's like. If it's a top 25 team away, or if, if it's a top 25, I don't remember the exact 
categorizations, but it's like if it's a top 25 team, regardless of where it is, then that's a quad one win. If it's a top 50 team uh, on a neutral or away court, then that's a quad one win. If it's a top 60 team, we'll ju- I'm just throwing out arbitrary numbers, but like if it's a top 60 team and it's an away game, then that's also a quad one win. And mm-hmm. so it like works with where the game is played at and where the team that you're playing is ranked. Mm-hmm. And then based off of that, that's how the resume gets built at the end of the year. But like the the tournaments at the beginning of the year are huge for the middle, middle the middle 100%. ground because I mean as you look at it or if they don't play in as good of a conference, like this is when you're gonna get the games against better teams or teams from bigger conferences. And if I mean, if a uh, we'll just say if a Dayton mm-hmm. is being compared to an LSU, well, two or three days ago, Dayton beat LSU, and so even though they're in what Smart. some would consider a lesser conference, they already beat a SEC team on a neutral court. Like that's going to hold some weight as you go into the end of the year and building resumes and looking at that right well and i think it's a big thing too like with you give your team some confidence going into it like you know mm-hmm. if you play these teams tight you play these teams well yeah you can go play with a lot of people so yeah i think it's these tournaments are fun though i mean to start the year you still have a few weeks before you start playing conference so mm-hmm. at least it's good to see you're playing not the sisters of the poor every game and dominating them and next thing you know you're 10 and no no offense to the sisters of the poor no offense. Hopefully, no offense taken. I think they're a good team. Um, I don't know about this year, but so, but like that's what I'm saying. It's exciting to see like Kansas match up against a team like Kentucky, where Kentucky comes out and punches them in the face, and next thing you know, Kansas comes back in the second half. Right? Kentucky impressed me. I will say, yeah. I, I and they're was, young. I was impressed with uh, how they played against Kansas. I was also impressed at how Kansas fought back right. and won the game, but. My takeaway from that game was Kentucky is, is better than people think than I thought. Well, we always I will say this: we always well, I think we talked about this too. Kentucky is always the one team who they start out the year and they're always slow, or they always go through like a rough patch, and then all of a sudden it's some switch. Uh, you flip a switch, and next thing you know, it's like okay, Kentucky's on a roll, and they're going into the tournament on a hot streak. Yeah, sometimes it's not like right away at the beginning of the year, but it's definitely in the first half where. Right. They're still trying to figure out college basketball and how it's different than high school basketball. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of them with Kentucky, obviously, being the school who's probably the most one-and-dones or most like, hey, you're a top recruit. we got six freshmen coming in. We have four freshmen that are starting. I mean, they're usually the team that has the most like that or all these freshmen. So I think it does take a little bit to get used to. I mean, you could be a great high school player and a top 50 recruit, top 100. College basketball is different. All these guys can play. And, it's different. And it's just bigger and more physical. Bigger, more physical, and faster, faster and, game. And way like, faster. It's way going. Faster. And so I think it does take a while. But like I said, yeah, they. I think they surprised a lot of people. I know they're always the one team that's like, oh, it's Kentucky, so they're, of course, going to be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, now they're proving it. So, yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I just don't – you watch Kansas players, and they just really don't have a downfall. They just don't. Like Hunter Dickinson is firing people up. Like, they just are good. Yeah. I think – I mean, I think they're, if 
teams leave Dewan Harris open and he's not able to make the shot, because, I mean, I don't remember his exact stat line, but he was like five for five from three. Yeah, but he's not a shooter. Exactly. So if teams leave him open and he doesn't make them, I think he's improved his shooting, but it's not the first thing that he wants to do. Um, what was he? Yeah, five of six. Yeah, five of 23 So he was five of six from three. I don't know how many games he's going to be doing that the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. So if they leave him open and he doesn't make shots, I think that will be an issue. Um, Obviously, if they get in foul trouble. um, I mean, if you look at that game, when they played a good, solid team in Kentucky, Mm -hmm. Hunter Dickinson had to have a 20-20 and game. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, and Dewan Harris had to bang literally every single three that he shot. Yep. Well, and you had McCuller Jr. had a triple double. Yeah. So like their guys showed out. Yeah. Which against a good quality team in Kentucky, that's what you need. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely some room where teams will be able to attack them. Well, I think there's also sometimes especially too, see, on the boards. Yeah, you'll see like that, but you'll also see too like throughout the whole year, like when you're playing at a neutral site early on, you're kind of also getting that amped up. The season becomes a long season when you're going on the road, you're playing whatever. It's gonna be tough. I'm very excited for. I'm Houston. very excited to see them play uh, Houston. Yeah, he, that's exa- that's exactly what I was gonna say. I mean, Houston's my boy. So if Kansas struggles on the boards, because I mean. I mean, Hunter Dickinson had 20-something, and McCuller had over 10, mm-hmm. right? So they had those two guys basically get every single rebound? Yeah. I don't think that Houston will let that happen. Like, no. they crashed the board so hard, and so... Well, Houston's also a defensive-minded like team. Like, they play defense hard, and they fly around. And they crash the boards. Right. So... The the rebounding will be huge for Kansas against Houston, and that will be very interesting to watch. Yeah, I think it'll be fun to watch. I think this is like Houston's year two, where it's like every year they play, and then they go into the tournament, and you're like, well, yeah, it's a good change really for played them. anybody, and then they go to the tournament, and it's like, okay. Okay, uh, my question for you, last question on college basketball. Live update, it went over 300 total points. It's at 307. I hope it, I hope it goes over time. I hope it does, too. We need it. That is wild. We need it. No defense. Okay, uh, last question for college basketball. Okay. Uh, if you were a top 25 recruit. Top 25, okay. You can pick anywhere you want to go. Mm-hmm. You're about 6'5", wing player. Okay. Legit. Yes. Thank you. Top 25 player in the country. Yeah. You could go anywhere you want. They all want you. Okay. Where are you going? Uh, one school. Just yeah. one. They all that. they all want you, so you can you have your pick of the litter. Hundred percent. I think uh, you my can only pick one. Choice would actually be Kansas, um, because really? I think they're. I mean, we went and toured their campus because one of my buddies was potentially going to go there, and we went to the basketball arena. I don't mm-hmm. think we were supposed to, but we went Allen in there. Fieldhouse. Allen Fieldhouse. Electric. It's electric. It's even cool when there's no fans there. Yeah. And now you watch them on TV. It's crazy. I would say my other second pick would be Duke because I think Duke would be yeah. sick to play with, but I would first go with Kansas. I think that place is crazy. I mean, it would be either one would be cool. Yeah. What do you do? You have? Are you one of those two? I'd pick Duke. Duke, yeah, just because the tradition. Well, 
I, I mean, thought you'd be a UCLA guy. Are they not good enough anymore? I mean, that used to be your school. For no, Bowling. I would just rather have Nike versus Jordan. Oh, okay. That's I'm not fair. a huge Jordan basketball shoe person. Mm-hmm. You're more Nike. Okay. And so living in Beverly Hills would be lovely. Would you be able to focus? Go to class? Well, you probably don't have to go to class. Your NIL money's coming. Yeah. Yeah, keep it coming on in, yeah, baby. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I mean, look at you setting your priorities, though. That's very good by you, Chris. I know your mom and dad are gonna listen. That's very good. My by priority you. is yeah, school, having good shoes. Yeah, good. Yeah, not even school. We didn't even talk about school. Duke is a very good school. I mean, you saw it's a good school too, but yeah. Duke's a very good school. Uh, it's easier to stay focused when you're in North Carolina versus when you're in on the, on in, the beach. in LA, baby. I was gonna say I thought you were gonna go Prime back to time. back to Pepperdine. That would also be nice. Not big time enough. I mean, yeah. top 25 in the country, David. Yes, yes. I got anywhere the, I want to go. Stay home, play for Minnesota. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> There's zero. I can guarantee. There'd be zero chance. Zero chance. Yeah. The game ended. Zero. 309 total points. Yeah. Um, That's crazy, though. But, yeah, I think it would be fun. I mean, Kansas. I mean, those places are just so The, the thing about Kansas is they're Adidas. I, I don't really mess with Adidas basketball shoes. Yeah. I think it would be sick to play in Allen Fieldhouse. I mean, oh, it would be cool too. I mean, all these sweet. schools you really can't pick. I mean, I would love to play for the Houston coach. I think he's there, Jordan. He's a dog. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and he wears. He's the only guy that wears sweatpants in a polo. Yeah, he's the only guy. All so, right, let's move on. We got NFL uh, smash. Don't pass. Tough week for us last week. Very tough week. I mean, injuries were part of it. They were a big part of it. But we're back for another round. We're so back. who's your quarterback? My quarterback is the Josh Dobbs projected 16.9. In his games that he has started, he has a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown in all of them. Playing against the Bears at home Monday night. Doesn't look like Jettis is going to play. Don't matter. I think he'll ball out. All right, I'm going same game. Justin Fields, 17.4. Starting to run a lot more. He is going to run a lot more, and he likes throwing it to DJ Moore, which is probably a pretty good idea for him. Uh, I just think that it's going to be one that he gets back into it. I mean, he's going to have to. Yeah. Last week, I think he had 19 or 20 points. And, he had like two and I'm hoping for just a big-time game for the Vikes. Yeah. And so I hope the Vikes probably be close because yeah. we don't know how to dominate a team. but Especially you know. on Monday night, yeah. Yeah. No, screw it. Uh, my running back is Rashad White, Buccaneers, projected 15 points. Last five weeks, he's smashed that by two or three points average. So, like, the only guy that Baker Mayfield throws to, they literally said, I'm almost positive I can pull up his stats, literally checkdowns, his only time he catches balls are checkdowns, and he's, like, in his in this season, he's catching 100% of the passes. That's pretty good. That's but Because that they're, they're only checkdowns. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs, 16.2, Thursday night, or Thursday during the day, I should say, Thanksgiving. So if you're... Thursday born, morning, some would even say. Yeah, 11.30, right? It is 11.30. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's early. I'm going to be coming home from football, turning that game on. This should be a... Well, I don't think it's going to be a good game, but... No, it's going to be an awful game. I mean, Jameer Gibbs is literally on his way to dominating the second half of the year. And even though David Montgomery's back, like... Jameer Gibbs is bringing him down the field every single time. So, yeah, so like they it. want to get him the ball. I like it. Uh, my pass catcher tight end from your Cleveland Browns, David Njoku. Uh, projected 11.8. Watched him last game. He smashed that. New quarterback, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Literally just checks it down to him every single play. He literally just runs a little curl route. Doesn't matter. Third and eight. I'm getting four yards. In fantasy, that's 1.4. I'll take it. 
<laughs> all day of the week. Yeah. Uh, I'm going Zay Flowers 13.1. They lost Mark Andrews last week. They're going to have to throw it to somebody. Zay Flowers is going to be the number one option in those situations. And uh, he's electric with the ball, so they just want to get to him. 13.1, that's easy. 13.1. All right, who you got for your dog of the week? Wait. Whoop, whoop. Come on, Chris. I know, but I was shocked because we flipped it We around. flipped the roll. We'll try it again. Dog of the week. Whoop, whoop. There it is. I'm going Chargers. Uh, they play Sunday night against Baltimore. Baltimore. It's going to be a good game. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'll say this about the Chargers. If the Chargers do not win this game, their coach is fired. It might be. What are they, four and six? It might be next week <laughs> that next he week. could get fired. No, I'm saying next week he's going to get fired if they lose. Yeah, it's not good. And they actually should lose this game. They probably should. However, we'll see if the Ravens rally around losing their main offensive weapon is it in la it's in la yes okay. that was part of the reason why i picked them yeah. so they're three and a half point underdogs and i think that i mean let's be honest the chargers probably should have beaten the packers for some reason they couldn't catch the ball i will say it was hard to like i can just put myself in that situation the whole sun and the shade thing at Lambeau Field is kind of messed up. During a day game, too, yeah. Yeah, like half the field was in the sun and half the field was in the shade, literally the whole game. And so the Chargers receivers could not catch at all. It was ridiculous. And so in a controlled environment, at home, in a dome, hopefully they learn how to catch during this week of practice yeah. and they can win. I do think it is crazy, though, like, before I give mine, like, it is kind of crazy where it's like you would think a stadium like that, that most games they're going to play at 12 o'clock. You have to put something up on one side of the field. So well, it's just an open-air stadium. That's what I'm saying, though, but it's just like you wouldn't want that as a player, right? I like, I watch, I watch sometimes when I watch – That's uh, like baseball. Yeah, it's hard. I watch uh, – who is it? The Cowboys sometimes when they play at 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. and the sun is literally beaming in from one side, and it's like looking at that, I'm like – do players like hate that? You probably. have to hate that. Yeah, probably. Uh, my dog of the week is the New York Giants and Tommy DeVito <laughs> taking on the Patriots. Both teams are bad. They're ass. But I like the Giants to come out. They had a big win last week against the Commanders. That would be a two-game win streak. Two-game win streak. Put it on the board. Oh, Daniel Jones is gone. Tommy DeVito's the guy. I'm really worried for you. I am very worried. But I think the Patriots literally should fire Bill Belichick too. I think there's a lot of coaches that are on the hot seat if we're talking coaches. Probably. So that's his topic for a different day. All right, let's move on to Faye Four then. Tell them what we're doing. We'll finish out the episode. Uh, so last week we started it. T Swift, uh, Taylor version albums, top four Faye Four songs mm-hmm. on each album. Uh, last week we did Fearless. Yep. This week we're doing Red. Yeah. Last week, we also had a great guest, Abby Meyer. Thank you for participating. Yeah, thanks. You were fantastic. Um, we're going to take a week off from guest pickers. Yeah, so we're going to go me and Chris, T-Swift. Would you consider, how much would you consider yourself a Swifty? Moderate. Wait, what album are we doing? Red. Oh, we didn't say that before. Yeah, we did. You didn't even call it. Okay, we're going to try it again. Wait, I did say red. No, you red. did say red. I'm, you're right. I, my notes said something wrong. Okay. I have the same song, so you're good. Okay. 
can you call it this time? That yeah. was a perfect flip. Heads. This is not a perfect flip. It is heads, though. <laughs> that was not right. a perfect flip. Uh, I'm going to go with first. Okay. All too well. Ten. Okay. Minutes. Say that again? Ten-minute version. Of what's the song? All too well. Okay. I'm going to go with... Give it to me. Give it to me. 22. Okay. On your list. It, was, really think alike. it was on my oh, list. We, okay. That, we didn't have one last time that was on your list. And then uh, The Last Time is my second song. All right, good. That wasn't on my list. Yeah. Uh, mine is going to be Red. Yeah, second time in a row. Second round pick. Picking the name of the album. Easy. Not a bad pick. That is a jam. That is not a bad pick. Uh, and my third pick is going to be Stay, Stay, Stay. Okay. Did you have that on your list? I did not. Um, my third round pick is I Knew You Were Trouble. Okay. And then my last pick is, I don't to be honest. Uh, let's go with The Lucky One. Okay, I don't know. I don't, know. I don't have that one, dog. It <laughs> isn't on the album. Oh yeah, right there, the lucky one. Uh, all right, my fourth. Wait, yeah, you're this done. is your fourth, and you've already got four. Yep, correct. All right, cool. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'll go with the very first night. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. was that on yours? Nope. Yeah. All right, so there it is. All right, so can you run through yours? Mine was 22. Mm-hmm. I knew you were trouble. The lucky one. What did I say? The last time? The last. The last time and the lucky one. Right? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And mine are all too well, 10 minute. Easy. <laughs> Red. Stay, stay, stay. And the very first night. The very first night. There it is, folks. Bada bing. Let us know your favorites. And let us know who won the Fave Four. Yeah, because... On the poll in on Spotify... You can click it. Yeah, you can click it there, or you can see it on TikTok. TikTok! You can also vote on YouTube. I don't actually know if you can vote on YouTube. I think you can put it in comment. the comments. Yeah, comment. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. So, there it is. All right, y'all. Peace. See ya.